Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. friend and welcome to the Dream Big My Friend podcast. This is your host Francis Fidikovic and today's episode is going to be a very vulnerable one for me to share with you. I'm going to be completely open and honest and transparent here because we're going to be having a conversation about what happens when you actually have like a problem to worry about. And I'm saying problem in inverted commas because obviously it's just neutral. And the thoughts that we have about that perceived problem are ultimately going to determine the feelings and the actions and results that we have in our life. So let's talk about worry here for a moment. So worry is defined as a state of feeling anxious or troubled over actual or potential problems. And I have to say that so much of our worry is spent worrying and fretting about things that never come to pass. But what if a real challenge presents itself in your life? So the example I'm going to be using in today's episode is my son's diagnosis at age three with a degenerative neuromuscular condition called Charcot-Marie Tooth Disease. At age three, so rather than just worrying about all the things that could be wrong and those things were imaginary, a pediatrician said to me, yes, he has this diagnosis, Charcot-Marie Tooth Disease, that will see him, even though he was able to walk, he started walking in around 18 months, he's slowly going to lose that ability to walk, he'll probably end up in a wheelchair and so forth. And when those words are said to you, like out loud, they're confirmed that Maybe you're facing a terminal illness. Maybe your loved one is suffering also from a debilitating illness. But when those words are confirmed, so it goes from being just a potential problem to an actual realized thing that you have to deal with. This is where I'm going to step in and share with you how I have managed to cope so well with having a son that has a degenerative illness and how I managed to learn to see this diagnosis as a gift, as a blessing in disguise. And it's something that I've learned to manage really well simply because of the thoughts that I choose to think inside my own head. So number one, I don't know if I've spoken about this analogy before, but I really believe that we're all given cards to play with in life. And the cards that we get given are the cards that we have. It is what it is. Now, rather than sitting at looking at cards and thinking that they're really crappy and wishing that you can exchange it with someone else, I've chosen to think. This is what I have been given. And I will, to the best of my ability, play really well with the cards that I have been given. So that is definitely the first starting point that I recommend that you get to. Whatever you have been given in life, whatever your cards look like, even if you wish that you could just exchange it with someone else for something different, even though you wish you could throw them away and start again, you can't. These are the cards that you have. And when you accept what is, rather than resisting it, rather than wishing things could be different... There is a sense of peace that sort of falls over you when you allow those emotions to be. You're allowed to grieve. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be frustrated. You're allowed to be confused. You're allowed to feel all those emotions, but that doesn't change what is. Once you come to that place of acceptance, you have that room to breathe. Just sit and breathe here for a moment. Now, of course, maybe your challenge looks completely different from mine. Maybe you have a loved one like like I do. My father-in-law has been diagnosed with dementia, which is progressing at quite a rapid rate. Maybe you've lost your job or maybe you're experiencing a loss such as divorce or the death of a loved one. The experience is real, but we can't change it. It is what it is. So once you've come to that first stepping stone, we actually accept what is, okay, that's where we need to go first, rather than pretending that it wasn't happening, rather than avoiding all the emotions and wishing for something different, acceptance comes first. And then after that, we have a choice. We get to decide how we want to show up. 
And I have always loved just embracing this idea that this is just part of my story. This is part of my story. This is part of a journey that I need to go through. And I get to decide how I want to show up in this story. Do I want to be the hero of this story or do I want to play the part of a victim? Okay, definitely not. I've never wanted to play a part of a victim. And so what the alternative looks like, being the hero of your own story, is knowing that you have all the tools and resources and strengths inside of you to cope with this challenge. If we're going to be considering it to be a challenge, you can do it. You were born for this. You were made for this. Now, of course, this awareness that you're strong and that you have this ability to cope with anything that comes your way takes time to get to there. So I'm going to give you two examples of how I've grown and changed my perception over the years. So my son has had two major surgeries. The first was back in 2016 when he was still only nine. He had a double foot reconstruction. And last year in 2021, he was 14 at the time and he had a spinal fusion surgery, massive surgery. I think the first surgery took six hours to perform and the last one took eight hours to perform. Now in the space between these surgeries, I've had lots of time to breathe and process everything, but I wanted to share with you exactly how I I coped when the real big challenge presented itself. Okay, surgery, it's a massive thing. And the first time round, I definitely didn't cope with it as well as I did last year. So when that first surgery came around, the thoughts were going crazy. Now, remember when we speak about worrying about potential problems that might never come to pass, when your child is going into surgery, they have to tell you all the things that could go wrong. This is just a normal part of preparing for any surgery. A doctor is obliged to share with you, but the potential risks, but the potential risks when your child is having a surgery that goes on for six hours and eight hours are things like they could come out a paraplegic, they could not even survive the surgery. It's like really scary stuff. But why is it so scary? It's because of the thoughts that we're choosing to think. Our mind is automatically going to the worst case scenario rather than the best. So let's do a flashback to 2016 and my son is going into surgery. So I think that we all know that in order for me to stay really calm and grounded throughout this experience, I need to manage my thoughts well. For some reason, that wasn't happening at that point in time. I really was imagining that all the worst things could come to pass And I remember spending those six hours feeling totally sick. Like I think I physically was making myself sick due to the thoughts that I was having. I just was ruminating on all the things that could go wrong. And obviously when you're focused on thoughts like that, nothing good can come from it. And I don't know why I worried so much because I think that many times we think that worry is going to solve for the problem. Like if you worry enough, the problem's going to go away. It definitely is not true. I'm going to compare this to how I coped last year when he had his spinal fusion surgery. Now, this was an eight-hour surgery, probably even a more serious surgery than having a double foot reconstruction, and the list of all potential problems that could occur while he was under that surgery were really long. But when it came to managing my mind during this past surgery, it was a completely different experience. I had to tap into my faith, like the faith that everything would be okay, the faith that the best-case scenario would come to pass, and that I could cope if the worst-case scenario was to present itself. I could cope either way. And when he was in that surgery, of course, I shed a few tears when I sent him in. But after that, I focused on the thoughts. He's in the best hands possible and he has the best doctors taking care of him. All will be well. Honestly, I had to repeat that to myself over and over again. And that is how I managed to stay calm and grounded throughout that entire process. I tapped into my faith and I held onto it so strongly because I knew from personal experience that if I was to let my mind go elsewhere to imagine the worst, it wasn't going to be useful. It wasn't going to serve a purpose. I needed to stay strong and in this moment with lots of faith and lots of faith that all would be well. 
Hey, my friend, I just wanted to pop in and say that if you listen to this podcast and ever think, oh my gosh, I really wish that I could get some one-on-one help actioning out all these ideas, I have the best news for you. Did you know that I'm now offering private coaching? So if you feel like you would benefit from some one-on-one support and guidance and accountability from me, your very best and biggest cheerleader, make sure to check out my Dreaming to Doing coaching experience. Or if you prefer to start small, feel free to dive into one of my mini courses, which I've created just for you. Now, these courses are going to help you show up in your life and in your business and in your family as the very best version of yourself. So you can freely ditch all the mind drama and grab the tools that you need to help you not just dream bigger, but to live life with more clarity and intention starting today. So you can find the link to my coaching program and courses inside the podcast description. And I sincerely look forward to connecting with you on a deeper level. And thankfully, the surgery went completely well. And I now see those two experiences of him having those two major surgeries as such a gift, as such a blessing. We're just so lucky to have the best doctors taking care of him and to support him on this journey. Now, I shared with you those two pretty pivotal moments from his life as an example of how different our result is when we manage our mind well, as opposed to letting it go to that other place where we worry about things that we cannot control. Whether I worry that first time or not, the result was going to be the result. And I want you to know that no matter what challenge you're going through right now, whatever it is, you can feel free to share it with me, but you are well equipped to cope with it, to cope with it well, to tap into your strength. And I just want you to always know that you have that option of reaching for faith and holding so tight onto it as opposed to letting your mind go crazy with worry. Life is honestly a journey. We don't ever know what's going to come our way, what's going to be thrown our way, but I want you to know that all those challenges that you're faced with, you can cope with it like you can when you allow yourself to experience the emotions, grieve if you need to grieve, and then stand up and take action and then stand up and be present for what is as opposed to constantly trying to avoid it or thinking that the worst has to come to pass. It doesn't. The worst only comes to pass if you give up. The worst will only come to pass if you just assume you are a victim. Like you just sit there and it's like, it's too hard. It's only too hard if you think it's too hard. I'm so lucky to have the most amazing friends within the wheelchair sports community. So my son's always played wheelchair sports. His friends all have different diagnoses that lead to them being in a wheelchair. And yet... They have the most amazing life. They have the most amazing families. They have the most amazing experiences, despite the fact that they're in a wheelchair. So a wheelchair is just a circumstance. And I have chosen to think that it is a great thing. Like imagine the world if like people who needed wheelchairs didn't have them. Like how terrible would that be? But no matter what challenge you are faced with. So maybe your child doesn't have a diagnosis like mine where they're in a wheelchair. Maybe they're facing addiction. Maybe they're facing depression. Could be anything. I want you to know that you are well equipped to cope with this. Tap into your strength. Tap into your faith that all will be well. Now, it's not to say that it's going to be an easy journey. There are going to be challenges along the way. But I think that as a human, we just have an opportunity to go through those challenges and show up in the best way we can. We get to decide how we want to show up in every single moment. The hard ones and the great ones, we get to decide how we want to show up. And for me, having a child in a wheelchair has revealed to me like the level of compassion that I have for every human in this world, like people who go through suffering, people who are in pain, 
I may never have discovered that in myself if I didn't have a child in a wheelchair. That's why I see it as a gift. Okay, we have the best, most amazing life. But how did that come to pass? We made it happen. We made a decision. We're going to make the best with these circumstances. We've consciously cultivated a really strong family unit, a great group of friends. We've traveled. Kids have had like seriously the best childhood ever. And that was due to a conscious choice not to let our circumstances defeat us or hold us back. We made the best, the best with the cards that we were dealt with. And I do hope that you do the same with the cards that you've been dealt with. Don't try to change them. I've heard this saying once before, and I think it's so true that if we were to write like the problems that we have onto a card, all of us, every single person in the world, that you write them down onto a card and you throw them down on the ground, and then you have the opportunity to pick up a new card, the new set of problems, most of us, if given the opportunity, would just wish for our old cards back. And that's because the problems that you're now holding in your own hands, okay, it's only really a problem if you perceive it to be a problem. I love that saying. It's not a problem if you don't think it's a problem, but whatever challenges you have been given in life, you are made to cope with them. You do have that strength. If you haven't found it yet, I want you to go digging for it. Assume that you are well-equipped to deal with anything that comes your way with those cards that you have in your hands right now, play a good game. Play a good game with them. I know you can do it. And that is it for today's episode, my friend. Definitely one from the heart, but I'm so glad I had this opportunity to share it with you. Know that you can always reach out to me. You can send me a message on Instagram. My handle is at Francis Vitakovic or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. I really do love you all. And until next time, dream big, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend.